Hey everybody, in this episode of Staying Connected, we're going to talk about fear and how I've always tried to live my life without it. So if you enjoy it, please do let me know about that. I'm on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dr. Ian Bulow. The doctor is abbreviated DR, Dr. Ian Bulow, and I would love to hear from you. The only other thing you can do is just enjoy it, try and live your life by any of the principles that you find valuable, and of course, tell somebody about it if you think it's good information. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you real soon here. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Staying Connected with Dr. Ian Bulow. I am your host, Dr. Bulow, Ian Bulow. Uh, I am really intrigued to come to you tonight. It's 10.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night. And, you know, I've been, I've had all kind of ideas of the type of podcast or the subject matter I wanted to go over with you this week. And I feel like I really need to talk about something that's present in my life, like I do with all of these things. And that is the topic about fear. And more specifically, what I'm intrigued about is living a life without fear. That's just something that I've tried, maybe subconsciously, maybe not even consciously, but I've I've led my life without fear for a very long time. And, and you know, in the last podcast, as an example, I had uh, I talked about knowing your numbers. It was a couple podcasts ago about knowing your numbers, and it was about how we found out my daughter is a diabetic. And I can tell you honestly that when I found that out. I would say that my emotions were surprised, maybe a little bit disappointed, but I was not fearful. Now, remember when I found out we were at home and we did a glucose meter on our own, so it was not found out in a hospital. And many people in my exact same situation would immediately have fear. And, and maybe rightfully so, go to the hospital. I don't know. I'm not going to try and diagnose and prognose that condition. Everybody's different and it depends on the signs and symptoms of their situation. And maybe it's because I have the advantage of knowing a little bit about the human body. But I also think it comes from a deeper place that I was, that fear was not my initial reaction. I mean, I remember as a kid, as a young adult, actually, I lived, I spent a summer in a, living out of a barn. It was actually my family property. We have a barn down at the uh, bottom of the property there. And my parents, when they got engaged, they actually renovated it. And so now I'm a young adult. So this is some 30 years later, 20 years later, or however it may have been, some 40 years later. And, um, and so I'm a young adult and I'm living there with a buddy of mine and I have to walk from the main house down to the barn. Now, for lack of a better illustration here, imagine a horror movie. <laughs> this dark, you know, this dark gravel lane about 200 yards long between the main house and the barn. And on the way, you've got these beautiful, huge hundred foot oak trees towering above you. And around midnight, you've, you can barely see the stars and the moon shining through the canopy of the leaves that are rustling in the dark, quiet mid of the night. And I'm going into a big, ominous barn that has no lights on the inside of it. And, and you start to get the idea where fear can come in, you know? And my point is that I remember distinctly 
a night where I was walking down to that barn and I had this, you know, you have these little visions, you know, it's like, well, what if someone was down here or what if there was some sort of an animal or what if this and what if that? And, and I remember distinctly having the thought, you know, either everything I've been taught and I've come to believe in my faith is true or it's not true. There's either these monstrous demons or there's not, you know? Like, in this reality, in our physical plane, there are none that I know of. Now, we have stories, and we have this, and we have that, but as my understanding, when you die, you go to one of two places, and they don't involve back here on Earth, right? So, I'm kind of like, you know what, either it's true or it's not, and I just chose in that moment to believe, no, there are no spirits living among us that are human we may have angels and demons but there's no monsters there's no this there's no that right and then again this was a young thing that i went through but i'm saying that it committed to me the decision that i'm not gonna live in a spirit of fear i'm gonna live in a spirit of of confidence and of love and of passion Because I am saved and redeemed and I work along with and alongside and through a creator who just so happened to create the whole universe. So I don't walk in fear. I just don't. And that was from a very young age, right? So now fast forward when we start talking about health conditions and we start talking about situations in our life, I'm first going to analyze it from a top-down philosophical, spiritual, principled perspective. And I can either choose to live reactively out of fear or I can live with confidence and certainty that there's a plan and a purpose for everything. And there's a design. And there's a potential. That's how I operate in my clinic. When someone comes in through the door, I don't want to see the sickness that they have. I see the intelligence and the life that's behind the sickness that's just trying to get through and express itself more fully. When I see someone that's damaged and hurting and maybe scary to most people, I look at them and I look at them as being damaged and broken, but on the inside there's a soul and a spirit that's that's just waiting to be redeemed that has potential for restoration. I like to see the good in the world. I like to see the potential in the world. I don't like to see the fear. Now, are there downsides? Is Maybe I'm being naive. Sure. Maybe. We can be, we can assess the risk. We can assess the, the, the potentials. But fear is different. And, and really, I'll give you another analogy uh, or another story. Will Smith came out with a movie a little while back that... You know, the human race had left Earth because Earth was no longer inhabitable. So the human race leaves Earth. They go to this other planet where there are aliens and the aliens are big, giant, scary monsters and they are blind. They are blind as a bat. But they can see you if you are afraid. Because the premise of the movie is that when you are afraid, when you have fear... Your body releases chemicals and hormones and the aliens can sense that, they can see you and then they can destroy you. 
And Will Smith's character was able to exist without fear, even in the presence of these aliens. So he was invisible to them. And because of that, he could wage war against them. And there's a moment in the movie that I always thought was brilliant. You know, Will Smith is talking to his son and he tells his son that fear is, is insanity. It's, it's, it's acting right now based on something that has not even yet happened. You are, you are letting a situation or an, an, an event or something that hasn't not yet happened, you are behaving as if it has by living in that fear. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if I get this disease? What if I get that disease? What if I die? What if my child dies? What if, what if, what if? What if I go outside right now and I get struck by lightning? I think I should stay inside for the rest of my life. People die from car accidents every day. I am no longer going to drive. See what I'm saying? To the extreme, fear can paralyze you. And I just choose not to live that way. You know, another quote that I've always appreciated was Anthony Robbins. He said, recognize things as they are. I think it was actually not Anthony Robbins. It might have been Jim Rohn. See things as they are not worse than they are. See things as they are, but don't make them worse than they are. Be honest with yourself. Calculate the risks. Study, but don't live in fear of the worst case scenario. Walk in confidence and optimism for the best case scenario. Right? I don't know. That's just how I live. And and again, if I've got one thing to offer the world, for me anyhow, the only thing I see that I have to offer a lot of times is contentment and happiness and confidence and certainty. And I don't know where that stuff comes from other than these conversations, other than some of these things that I'm sharing with you. I believe that God has a plan. I believe that the more we can follow him, the more we will walk in that plan and that our steps are... There's a path for us. I wouldn't say that we're predetermined to take it, but I'd say it's there for us to take if we want to. And if we want to do that, I believe that that path has has righteousness in it, that we will have a wonderful life. So I choose not to live in fear. That's just my choice. I don't know what your choice is. All I'm saying is to evaluate it, to look at your doubts and your fears and ask yourself if they are rational or if they are irrational best case scenario worst case scenario probability how are we going to lead our life my hope for you is just live without fear man you can live with knowledge you can weigh out statistics you can live responsibly i'm not saying to not live responsibly i'm just saying don't be afraid i'm not afraid i'm not afraid for you either i think we're we're blessed to live this life and just Play at it as best we can to our fullest potential. That's all I'm trying to do. And hope you are too. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye now.